to the bomb shelter this podcast is about the biggest bombs in hollywood of the biggest actors slash actresses the rules the film should be the lowest grossing film compared to the budget not the absolute take or the absolute loss of the film the actor needs to have top billing uh there's no supporting actors or ensemble cast in this one and the film has to be more than three years old so that we can assess the full impacts of the bomb this week we have windchill starring emily blunt mm-hmm. our first christmas film and joining me, as always, are Angela Marika and Johnny Diamond. Hello. Hello. Oh, how are we doing? Good, yeah. Very Terrific. Good. Yeah. Terrific. Even what after that bomb, even after that complete train wreck of a movie. Even after. Really okay. Oh. It, there are parts of it were good, parts of it were good. Yeah, okay, we'll get to those, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> All right, a bit of background context to Windchill. Uh, it was released <coughs> inexplicably, as we'll come to, on April 27th in the US and the 3rd of August in the UK of 2007. Um, it cost five million dollars to make or thereabouts and it grossed around two hundred and eighty five thousand dollars amounting to a five percent gross wow. against the problem. Awful. I mean five million dollars normally, not a big amount and yeah. normally not worth consideration, but yeah. my god. Five percent <laughs> gross, two hundred eighty five thousand dollars. Awful. Sure. Awful. What's what's the take? What's that comparative take of two hundred eighty five thousand dollars? What what else would take that? I'm, I'm being I'm kind of being abstract. Nothing of a movie, like some business. Oh. What what would do better? Mm. Two hundred eighty-five thousand dollars profit, like a McDonald's. Yeah, easy. Yeah, McDonald's. Yeah, they yeah. turn over what, annually. Yeah, they oh, take like yeah. about Lose. a million. Oh, sure, well, much yeah. more than that. You talk about five subways a year, uh-huh. as far as I remember. Yeah. Okay, so we're talking about a five subway movie. <laughs> five subway franchise. <laughs> five subway <laughs> franchise movie. <laughs> For the colloquial <laughs> listeners, um, it was directed by Gregory Jac- Jacobs. Uh, it wasn't his debut, but it was close. Uh-huh. Um, another job for the boys scenario, I think. Oh, sure. yeah. Good friend of George Clooney and Steven Soderbergh, uh-huh. mainly in production. And this seemed to be him trying to break into the walls and follow the footsteps of Steven and his later George. Yeah. What else did George direct? Do you know? Leatherheads. Leatherheads. He uh-huh. did something in the Ides of March. Yeah, I, I, apparently that's quite good with Ryan Gosling. Yeah, it was all right. Uh, did you watch it? Yeah, I saw it. Um, there's good, good Gosling shock face. <laughs> which you can do it, girl. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, which is always good, good, good value. Sure. Like Gosling disturbed. Oh, handsome man. Yes. Um, production blueprint pictures and section eight, and it was distributed by TriStar and Sony, mm-hmm. which, again, quite strange, quite big companies for distribution. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it only made it to the cinemas in the US and the UK. It wasn't yeah. a it wasn't a straight-to-DVD movie everywhere else. Yeah, um, you would have thought, given those companies, that it would have done so much better than it actually had done. Yeah, that's a, that's a question. Interesting. Um, top grossing movies that year. We've got Spider-Man 3, mm. Shrek the Third, Transformers, Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End, yeah. and Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. It's a big year. Huge competition. Yeah. A lot of stinkers in there. Stinkers. Uh, yeah, a lot of bad, Respect bad of stinkers. Movies, yeah. <laughs> 
mean, this is when Spider-Man jumped the shark, in my opinion. <laughs> I, I would like to one day do a podcast on Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Best yeah. Marvel film, yeah. hands down. Was this sure. uh, Tobey Maguire's last Bullshit. Spider-Man? So, his second one. Uh, this one he was his last third, one. Yeah, he did the third, yeah. He did the third one. Was this his last one? The third was with the black suit, wasn't it? Yeah, that was, was that a little bit of a Eric yeah. Foreman. Yeah. But, oh my God, second one. Unbelievable. Such a good film. Come on. I'm not going to stand down from that. <laughs> what? I'm going to die on this hill. All right. <laughs> um, in terms of genre, this is a kind of interesting one. It was a bit philosophical. I initially classed it as a supernatural highway horror. Yeah. Um, by Old Chestnut. Mm-hmm. And um, also takes advantage of the final girl trope that you see in Alien and Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. Scream mocks it. Yeah. Um, they kind of lean on that this was technically final girl i mean they're just two of them really surviving yeah. the whole movie mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. uh not sure if that plays with the form or not but yeah that was that um other thrillers that came out that year wasn't a very successful year for thrillers or psychological horrors or no. anything similar to this disturbia was the most successful at yeah. number 35 mm-hmm. hostile part two number 117 and the hitcher and number 120 kind of yeah. another supernatural highway horror i suppose maybe mm-hmm. not supernatural actually i think it was just a highway horror of uh i imagine a hitcher kills a bunch of people mm-hmm. well, that's my, it appears that's to be, my yeah. <laughs> that's my title review of the movie <laughs> um so uh yeah the plot of um windchill is uh you're kind of it's half generic half uh abstracts i mean starts off Emily Blunt is looking for girl, mm-hmm. girl, yeah. Yeah, yeah. girl, uh, girl and guy. Girl is looking for a way home to Delaware, yeah. of all places. Yeah, I'm not sure why. I suppose it's somewhere in the north, Midwest, somewhere cold, presumably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she's going from college to Delaware. She needs a ride. She's taking a greyhound. She gets a mysterious text saying, "Why don't you check the board?" Yeah, um, with no contact yeah. on the text. No, no. no. a real shout out to Text Talk, by the way. I'll touch on a bit more later. Oh, yeah. but that's a real time capsule. Yeah, the whole idea a of text gem. talk. Like, yeah. if you watch a movie now with texting, it's back to full because iPhone takes care of the text talk. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like this little capsule between two thousand and two and twenty, two thousand twenty ten. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. where you could like yeah. you could feasibly put text talk in a movie. Mm-hmm. With Sony Ericsson as well. Yeah, it, do you know what? It, it was it was notable that you went. Oh, yeah. It, remember that? Yeah, I remember yeah. whenever you used to say, "Why don't you?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does anyone? I don't think anyone does that anymore, right? No, no. Are okay. we just too old? Mm, yeah. Yeah. This might be it's not cool something. anymore. Yeah, <laughs> and you've got predictive text. If you can still text badly with predictive text, then oh yeah, you, oh, God. you don't deserve the phone. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> type. I can't type normally anymore. Um, anyway, so yeah, she gets some mysterious. Why don't you check the board? She goes, good idea. I'll check the board. Yeah. Oh, here's a woman going to Delaware of all places. Yeah. What a nice coincidence. Early scribbled. Yeah, mm-hmm. gets in with this uh, absolutely despicable human being mm-hmm. guy, number two, who uh, is really entitled. Expects a lot from her. Guy, yeah. yeah, really angry that she's not engaging in a lot of conversation with him. Mm-hmm. Emily Blunt is a bit rude on the phone. Uh, they get to a truck stop. She feels weird. She senses weird, vibes. kind of supernatural, yeah, natural yeah, yeah. vibes. Arguably, uh-huh. in the in the bathroom, comes out. They drive. He mysteriously takes a detour. Uh-huh. Um, again, alarm bells ringing. I would oh, duck yeah. and roll out of the car at that point. Yeah, yeah. so many points. Yeah, and he's just like, "Oh no, relax, relax," and then they get run off the road by a mysterious van car that they can't find the tracks to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, slowly, uh, demons, ghosts, 
starts to wander around yeah. the car and has lost souls mm -hmm. of the night. Yeah, so two college students share a ride home for the holidays, but when they both down on a deserted stretch of road, they don't break down. They don't break down. They no. don't break down. They break down. They're preyed upon by the ghosts of people who have died there. That's a synopsis. Why don't you try dirty weirdo who's effectively abducted Emily Blunt <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> gets driven off the road by a ghost yeah. why don't you say that what I just realised I, I forgot about that the supernatural thing in the bathroom at the, at the truck stop yeah what's going on what, was, what was that about well that's where she ends up at the end of the movie right mm -hmm. yeah but so, so it, was, it was close it was yeah. over it was over a ledge maybe or but yeah, what the, was happening? I don't is, know. is the supernatural zone getting wider here? <laughs> Where's it? What's stopped? the supernatural attachment super area? <laughs> supernatural perimeter. <laughs> if you live there, can you still go to supernatural school? Can you send <laughs> Do they have to go to another a public school? <laughs> all right, um, and then she, uh, yeah, after getting driven off the road, all the weird ghosts. She encounters a lot of strange people, namely the biggest antagonist, uh, uh, dirty cop. Yeah, who they think is an actual cop at the time. Yeah. Turns out to be another ghost who's uh, been corrupted. Some priests, some interesting priests. Uh, mm -hmm. it's, there's a bit of ambivalence, or a bit of ambivalence, uh, ambiguity as to mm -hmm. who is a good ghost and who's a bad ghost and who's yeah. benevolent and malevolent. Yeah. Plays with a little bit of philosophy on mm -hmm. that front. I think Plays tried to do a philosophy take. Uh, but yeah, eventually, Guy dies. Spoiler. Um, she survives, although there is some question of living in eternal recurrence, mm -hmm. as it touches upon Nietzsche's eternal recurrence uh, hypothesis or theory. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, okay. that's it. Mm -hmm. So, Emily Blunt, we're getting into Emily Blunt's first bomb, her third movie, fourth movie, uh -huh. mm -hmm. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, fun fact, just before we go into this, I went to see Stephen Colbert, and you might read my notes, I went to see Colbert in New York, and Emily Blunt was meant to be the guest. Uh -huh. We sat there for 45 minutes. A congressman came on from the States. The anticipation was building. Yeah. We're just waiting. Another band comes on. It's like, oh, this is great. They're really, she's in the main event. And then yeah. Stephen Colbert comes out at the end and goes, uh, Emily Blunt's not here. We filmed last night. Yeah. That's and he like said the whole way through, it was like, clickbait. yeah, yeah. It was clickbait, yeah. the whole way through, it was like, I'm coming up next, Emily Blunt. And then we all scream and Awful. clap. Yeah. And then at the very end. And he was deceiving you. Yeah. He said keep you enthusiastic. Yeah. I wonder, I'd love to know how many people this has happened to, but he came out and said, uh, yeah, so, uh, no, we need your laughs, but now I have them. I can keep them. Bye. And then he just left. Oh, no. Away. Yeah, you must have to do that all the time, I suppose. It's like... I didn't know Did that. you buy a ticket, or did you get... Did you no, you get there for free. I know, but still. Uh, but my time. My time yeah, in New your York. time. My utility. My two hours, I think. Was three she, hours of my your time. Your raw passion. Was yeah. she never coming, or was it like a change of... She had been there the night before. They pre-recorded. It says production thing. You can't, you can't yeah. do that. Wait, so when she's there, there's no crowd? No, there was a crowd. It was just the day before his crowd. I think the yeah. day before. Why they, did they need your crowd? The day before they got Sandra Bullock and Emily Blunt in the one day. Yeah. yeah. Why did they need? What is your crowd? We had the congressman, and they did like a. They did some skit about Melania Trump or someone doing a song about Melania Trump. It was very political. Yeah. Very heavy and. I don't like Colbert anyway. I just no, kind of thought it'd be cool certainly to see a show like that. No, certainly not. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, he calls himself a Christian. <laughs> Anyway, deceitful. Yeah. So, so Miss Blunt, Miss Blunt's uh, fourth film. Uh -huh. uh, she just supported in Devil Wears Prada the year yep. before. Yeah. Yep. So this is her first leading role. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was how uh, her husband John Krasinski fell in love with her. Oh, was it through the Yes, it was on a. a he was 
he watched that film, became obsessed with her, and then was like oh. waiting to find her and talk to her. And what? she says she comes in on some afternoons and he's just yeah. watching The Devil Wears Prada. <laughs> yeah, which is quite nice. Yeah, that is very nice. Yeah, apparently so she walked nice. in and he like would at the montage where uh, halfway's trying all these clothes and he like picks uh-huh. his favorite outfit and like, yeah. pauses and goes, "That's my favorite." That's one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which kind of nice. nice. Yeah, it's quite sweet. Yeah, it's a sweetheart. Sweet. Yeah. yeah, little John yeah, she also starred in her first film was an indie film called My Summer of Love, mm-hmm. which was quite well respected. I think yeah. it did well, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. Or it did well critically. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of boosted her off. Yeah. But yeah, this is quite early in her career and she was uh-huh. starting to get kind of lead billing and getting integrated yeah, more into the US market. And yeah. I mean, Clooney and Soderbergh must have seen something in her. For sure. That they liked to, you know, the uh-huh. production team. So. And rightfully so. I mean, she's probably, it's not her best role. Yeah. And she's not great in it, maybe. But there's a few reasons for that. But, yeah. you know, I, I still, mm-hmm. I thought she was okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Let's get on to where did the money go then? Any theories of where all the money, like, uh, not much. $5 million can probably go quite quickly on a movie set. Yeah, yeah I think so. I know Tommy Wiseau's The Room cost $5 million. Did it? Yeah. Although he, he took no expense spares. I think he, <laughs> he really... <laughs> find the way to use that five million <laughs> I, I think I think given given that the set I mean they shot that out in where where, where was it? Very cheap. Oh British, was British Columbia was it? Yes, I think so. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so like maybe? keeping that set going, keeping the team going, like water watering, feeding, sheltering the team out in that set. I think like a five million budget for that film is fine. Yeah, I mean it's only two budget. actors though. And I don't know how much like uh-huh. Emily Bob was going to get of that. I yeah, not that much at that time. No. She just started six caught. figures max, mm-hmm. maybe a hundred thousand dollars. Uh-huh. Uh, same to the guy. He was kind of in the same boat as Emily Blunt at the time. We'll come to, but yeah. they were both at the same level with their careers. He'd just been in a history of violence, yeah, and which was sick. Yeah, and I think he was kind of an important character. Uh-huh. Right, he was mm-hmm. the son. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like, you know, it's that kind of performance that can make a career for someone uh-huh. if they utilize it. Kind of similar to George Mackay's in Viggo Mortensen's um, Captain Fantastic. Oh, it's such a good movie. Yeah, yeah. similar idea. Like Viggo Mortensen's the dad, and uh-huh. they've got this son who's like looking up to the father figure and kind of following his footsteps. Yeah. Obviously, George Mackay did better out of it. Yeah. But um, yeah, strange. I mean, my theory is that they spent so much on the ghost side of things mm-hmm. that maybe they just. They overspent. That's why the first mm-hmm. forty-five minutes are what they are. Yeah. yeah, them sitting in the car. Yeah, awkwardly. But I, I feel like that was. I'm maybe I'm going to be a stupid, uh. but I feel like that was done well. The first forty-five minutes. You think so? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think they could have done a little bit more with like. It still wouldn't have cost that much to just develop the story a bit more, but in terms of the story. It, well, all everything was explained right at the end. Uh huh. Yeah. Which is kind of just, it just yeah, comical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, economic conditions. Um, I mean, I don't think there was much that you could argue that ruined no, this film. Um, an excuse. Like, there was a financial crisis coming, but I mm-hmm. think we were still in the bubble at this point. August 2007, I think, yeah. was maybe starting. Yeah. Like, yeah. Maybe some Northern Rock customers decided not to go to the cinema. Mm-hmm. That's uh, the only time. But, I mean, the real problems were, in my opinion, A, it went straight to DVD in a number yeah. of countries. And B, it's a Christmas movie, and it was released in August in the UK. Yeah, completely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that is inexplicable. I don't understand uh-huh. what happened. Yeah. Was it running behind? It must have been. Yeah. And then they just got it out. 
per promotion, like no promotion. Yeah. Kick off no. summer twenty seventeen, like no promotion no, whatsoever. No marketing for the movie at no all. Marketing. Uh-huh. No marketing. Yeah. No press screenings at all. Mm-hmm. No press screenings. No press. Screenings. Oh, that's always a bad sign. Yeah. But what, what, what did they expect? I mean. Yeah. Yeah. It was like the studio was. They were releasing a couple of different movies at that time as well, and it's as if they just pushed it out. Right. Right. Yeah. I wonder what else they were releasing at the time. Yeah. That's an interesting question. Are we done yet? Are we done yet? Same studio. Oh really? Came out the same month. Yeah. Hey, kind of sim- similar uh, premise. <laughs> which did yeah, which did which did great. Are we done with, with Ice really? Cube? Yeah, it did really really well. That's that's the um, that's the meme for Ice Cube, right? The you either die a hip hop hero or you live <laughs> yeah. long enough to see yourself in uh, kid show kids movies. <laughs> that's exactly it. Yeah, like there's. Not much else to be said for mm-hmm. that, apart from it was a Christmas movie that they released, and we're going to touch upon that afterwards. But uh, yeah, yeah. You, you don't make money mm-hmm. off a movie that mm-hmm. is set on the 23rd of December yeah, in know. a cold climate in <laughs> August. It doesn't resonate with people. No. Yeah. yeah. And they, they could have had you know people coming home from university or whatever doing that exact trick. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And they didn't. They just missed that fall completely. That's a very good no. point. <sighs> Unbelievable. Anyway, moving on. Critical reviews. Um, Again, because it wasn't press screened, that can that has one effect of making critics hostile to a film further. Mm-hmm. Whenever they realise like they have to go and pay their own money to watch a movie and review right. it, that's yeah. a, or they have to pay expenses. Mm-hmm. Um, also, it's like a kind of a hostile act from the studio to not press screen it and yeah. just kind of let it slide under the radar and hope people aren't put off by the bad reviews that yeah. it inevitably gets. So, accordingly, forty six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That's fair. Five point eight IMDb. Fans rated it slightly. Well, that's not a comparative measure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ron Tomatoes is just uh, how many people like a movie, mm-hmm. right? Oh, it's different metrics to calculate there. Yeah, yeah. Ron Tomatoes like if you get three stars, then it's like if everyone gave it three stars, it would be a hundred percent on Ron Tomatoes, mm-hmm. which is oh, a bit okay. of a glitch in the system. Um, Peter Bradshaw in the Guardian was saying how will it kind of gets to the crux of the matter. I think yeah. he said re-editing might have salvaged something from this mm-hmm. but judging by the messiness of everything it looks as if a fair bit of chopping and changing has already happened one out of yeah. five one out of one star out of five wow yeah he does he mentions that it's not uh, it's emily blunt's first american accent movie oh which it, she did thought. did you not notice a couple of times when she's screaming uh, she, she had a british accent from the oh speech. really yeah. i mean she's i'm okay with that i don't mind. she's definitely refined that since yeah 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 she basically, she has a bit of a transatlantic accent at this point anyway, uh-huh. yeah. in real life. Uh, I think um, a guy from the BBC said, promising elements, never quite bang. Yeah. I mm. think that's a good a good description as well. For sure. It could have been great, but they didn't. It, 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 it was very broad. They touched yeah. on a lot of points. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe test screenings weren't mm-hmm. uh, what they wanted, or something maybe. They came in with a, one idea and it became something else. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that's touching that. What are thoughts on the movie? Our general discussions, what we like. I agree. I think it could have been good. I, th- there's yeah. I don't think there was any good reason it shouldn't have. I think a generic movie like this, mm-hmm. a little bit average, should have done well. Should have done well. Yeah, it should have done well. Yeah. Released yeah. at the right time. Released at the right time for the right promotion. And didn't kind of sort of just went off tangent at the mm-hmm. end, messed it up. Yeah, people. Being really choppy and unclear. Yeah, I yeah. think people would have went to see it. I mean, mm-hmm. it is a dra- It's like Little Nicky, it was another 90 minute movie, nice and tight, yeah. which yeah. again, really yeah. appreciate. But this felt so long. It, it could did. have been so much shorter. <laughs> yeah, it it could have been a short movie. Uh-huh. It could have been twenty minutes, and it would have said the same thing. Probably, mm-hmm. maybe would have said it better. What was your What was your least favorite part? Mm, I think 
they really messed up. You know, I think horror movies or thrillers like this, they like they punctuate safety and danger. Uh-huh. I think they really fucked that up. <laughs> See what I mean? Because there was this point where this danger was building. Yeah. You know, I think you said it earlier with uh-huh. the the. The, the bit was taped on the window yeah, yeah, yeah. and then that was that was like a peak danger moment I was like great and then yeah. it just got silly there's uh-huh. all these guys outside the car yeah, jumping what, on what it the, tapping, jumping on on the, the, tapping on the car they could have done so much they, they built so much suspense and then they pushed the car yeah it didn't make sense in the universe of the movie that they were yeah, jumping on the car yeah, like she's asleep and it happens to her and then it yeah. happens also why would they be jumping on the car because they're just reliving their lives where they exactly yeah yeah, um, yeah, it was a bit strange. I mean, it was just a mess, really. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I hated the first 40, 45 it's minutes. It's uh-huh. funny, I enjoyed it. Things were, yeah. I, just, I didn't like that the guy was such a creep. I and, so like, and I knew that he was going to be redeemed in some way. Yeah. And for no real reason was he going to be redeemed except he was dying. But, yeah. but like, they, they, they wanted to build up his creepiness. Yeah, they, I didn't think I didn't think they did it enough. They, they kind of, did, but they almost justify his creepiness. Like uh-huh. the way it was, I don't know. If it's a bit of a strange thing, but the way it was shot, it looked like you were almost rooting for him, or it never had the uh, imposition of uh-huh. feeling. You never didn't feel mm-hmm. like you were meant to feel suffocated by this guy, uh-huh. or that he was going to turn. I think I think they had to do that so then at the end you could feel bad. Exactly, for him. there was a yeah. point. If you, we, the uh-huh. second he was dying, we knew he was going to die. Yeah, because uh-huh. if he had just died, it was like good. The creep's gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but instead, it was like, oh no, our guy. Okay, our hero, he's dead. Yeah, I don't understand if he was like meant to be some sassy guy or sassy uh-huh. nerd. Who, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, they just didn't turn him into a full-on predator. Yeah, almost bad as the cop. Yeah. Except, except the cop she, had less shame. I don't think she's she seemed so worried as well. Yeah, like she, she was she was kind of worried, but then she was kind of like, oh, that's when he ripped off okay. the when he ripped the scissors off of her. Uh huh. Yeah, was exactly. Awful. Yeah, and I thought, okay, here it goes. This is going to be an interesting twist. Like uh-huh. maybe the ghost gets him or something. But. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's as if they had this trajectory that they decided not to go for. Like they did he's going to so be, so many times. he's going to be the bad guy, and then uh-huh. he wasn't in the end. He was, he was kind of the, he was her salvation. Yeah, you know, so messed up. Do you remember? Uh, do you remember when we first see the priests, and and the guy like turns on and he looks like Nosferatu. He's like, it's like this bald guy with this big. Oh nose yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, this is going to be, this is going to be great. What's everyone talking about? This is going to be like a cult film. They just, and just walk about. <laughs> yeah. walk and then they stand there. Yeah. And then they open their mouth and go, <laughs> <laughs> It's yeah. just ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? He stares at you. I thought it was I thought it was coming. I was like, that yeah. was a really haunting face. And yeah. yeah. And then they, um, they did nothing with it. They turned out to be like frozen, frozen nices. Yeah. <laughs> frozen nice guys. Why didn't they dig the, the wheels out of the snow? So the car's stuck. And not for one second do they think, let's dig the wheels out. Yeah. Let's dig the snow away at the wheels. Uh-huh. They're trying all these things. <laughs> Push, no pushing this massive car. Try, oh. This guy single-handedly tries to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Emily lifted out of Emily this a, an engineer and supposedly a very good engineer. Uh-huh. Um, but, but no one thinks to dig the wheels. No, out. no one thinks. Stuff like that makes me disconnect. Yeah. I can just on the philosophy student just trying to push the car and not thinking about digging the wheels out. <laughs> not, mm. the, not, not the engineer. He would, he would, he would ask why the car is in the <laughs> dish, not uh, how to get it out. But you think Emily Blum would understand, like, you know, just fucking. <laughs> the wheels aren't moving because of the snow. For God's sake, man! <laughs> Move the snow. Um, I mean, on that, I mean, it reminded me. He gave me. Angel, you won't understand this reference yet, but uh-huh. it's always sunny in Philadelphia vibes. Uh-huh. He was it's really implementing. Uh, if anyone else, sh- shout out to only sunny in Philadelphia. It's always sunny. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Always sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Cut that out, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fan. I promise. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, really, it was, Dennis it, it, he was doing the Dennis system, <laughs> uh-huh. which uh, what was it? What, what does the Dennis system stand for? Oh, uh, 
display value. Uh, um, I'll get this, guys. <laughs> Demonstrable. Neglect. Uh, the D is for demonstrate value. E, engage physically. N, nurture dependence. N, neglect emotionally. I, inspire hope. S, separate entirely. I'm not looking his death. You can effectively, <laughs> yeah. You can, so, demonstrates value. He, he gets a lift for her. He uh -huh. brings her in the car. Yeah. He engages her physically. Uh, piggyback unconsensually but uh, yeah, yeah. Piggyback. <laughs> ripping ripping the scissors out of her hands <laughs> giving her some chocolate yeah Use, putting his frostbitten hands upon her belly uh-huh all mm. nurtures dependence um he becomes the least bad option in a, yeah. in a ditch with ghosts <laughs> and a cop that wants to murder her <laughs> uh neglects emotionally Again, screaming at yeah, her, yeah. <laughs> leaving yeah. her to... Ripping the scissors. Yeah, being entitled the whole time. Mm -hmm. Inspires hope by dying. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the only way you can inspire hope. <laughs> like, he's maybe not so bad a guy because he dies. <laughs> he bleeds like the rest of us. And then separates entirely with his demise. Mm -hmm. Inevitable demise. Um, I'm not sure if that's how Dennis would do it. And it's always sunny, but damn close. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. He may have been more successful and less <laughs> yeah. of a... Less of a whining. His ghost didn't get in the way. His ghost not get in the way. Yeah. Um, on that and other things that were similar to, uh, kind of the Shining vibes to an extent. I mean, broad mm -hmm. picture, broad strokes, mm -hmm. ghosts. You're in the snow. In the snow. Mm -hmm. um, an aggressive male protagonist. Yeah. Kind of entitles, not likable in any way. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're going for something like that. Um, another final girl uh, plot in the Shining, mm -hmm. in a way. Final girl and son. Um, yeah, anything else it reminds you of? Similar no. to? Um, it just uh, felt like a big mess, like a big yeah. blend of every horror movie that I've seen, every yeah. 90s teen horror mm -hmm. film, and then threw it in to yeah. create this this monstrosity. It's, it's like they were reaching for more. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, that was definitely the Soderbergh influence and uh -huh. the Clooney influence. Like mm -hmm. He's done a few... He's done a few... Um, interesting psychological thrillers since mm -hmm. like side effects if yeah. you've seen that um, uh -huh. a film called Unseen which are all side books. effects psychological thriller yeah Jude it's Law yeah Jude Law yeah. and a woman who um, that was quite good actually yeah she has side effects from yeah. uh, sleep medication and she uh -huh. murders her husband Channing Tatum and then ah yes yeah it becomes yeah it becomes quite Rooney Mara uh -huh. I think and it becomes a, a question of something else whether it's uh, all real or if she's faking it and yeah, yeah, something like that. I presume is what they were touching I on. That vibe was coming yeah. through, but didn't get through. Yeah, didn't get. Yeah, I, I, I was questioning reality, but then, uh -huh. like, you're always looking to find the rules when you're watching a movie. Yeah, and yeah. the rules were poorly. There was too many questions. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and they weren't answered. I'm maybe just, just confused. Maybe Hollywood wasn't ready for that kind of movie in 2007. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Who knows? I'm not sure what the film landscape was apart from that. In terms of horror movies, it was a bit more. I mean, we've touched on the movies that were out at the time. Like Disturbia was a Rear Window remake. Uh -huh. um, there was Hostel 2, which is just, you know, torture porn. Yeah. Um, the Hitcher was probably more something that they were after. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing, I think The Hitcher, I presume, was uh, just a movie that was kind of a jump scare mm -hmm. uh, slasher. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it didn't capture anything that it wanted to. No. Really? It's like the, the priest, the, that creepy exorcism Roman Catholic priest situation, that's just thrown in there. Yeah. It's not expanded upon, it's not used to create any with the golden fear. mask and the slug oh the it's not a golden mask i think that's the oh. beaten up face was it yeah what did he beat him up the cop the cop was 
What should oh, really? he oh. to death? So why would he be beaten up? Because that's the the cop terrorized that corner yeah. throughout history. Um, was he left to die? Yeah. So that that was a, a was it a slug that came out of him or a snake? I thought it was a snake. You keep saying slug. <laughs> it was a very short. That was like slug. A it mil- was a very a short million snake. dollars in CGI. Uh, that, <laughs> that slug. Well, they made. Well, they they only had enough CGI money for half the bloody snake. <laughs> the special effects guys. The single. I worked so hard on that snake. <laughs> I mean slug. <laughs> what could you say? Whatever. <laughs> yeah. If I you say it was a slug, it was a slug. <laughs> Why did that come out of his mouth? That was his bloodied and beaten face, though. That has yeah. a mask, I think. Okay. Um, well, it was awful. It, it yeah. did not look like a, like a face. It didn't look like a face. Yeah. What did he say? Don't put me in the river. Was he that guy? Ooh. I think he was. Like yeah. He ends up mm-hmm. going in the river, doesn't he? Yeah. So who are our victims? One guy gets chucked in the river. That's that guy. Mm-hmm. You have the um, the woman who is kind of like the centerpiece that uh-huh. is like Emily Blunt is recreating. Yeah. Gets yeah. abducted and taken away. And then there's the two teens, but I think they just died in a car crash. Yeah, and then he he dies. In he that dies car with crash. that mm-hmm. car crash. Mm-hmm. The priests don't save him. There was a family there yeah. as well, and the priests are oh, reliving yes. that over and over, right? But mm-hmm. not saving him. Yeah, yeah. God, what an irony! If you were a priest and you had to live in constant eternal recurrence, and you didn't get to go to heaven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good God, you'd question your <laughs> you question your life choices at that yeah. point. <laughs> yeah, wh- why is that as well? Because because this bad guy's done one bad thing. Why does everybody else have to? Live in that recurrence instead of because it's poorly explained, I think. Yeah, I don't understand. Um, yeah, I wonder if it's one of those knowing things where if yeah. it's you, you get more out of it if you're well read in philosophy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of those things where Clooney's like rewarding himself, mm. like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so like it's a self congratulatory good pat on the back movie. Yeah, like I, I understand Nietzsche. I'm going to make something where you should all know this. Oh, you don't know about eternal recurrence. (laughs) Please. (laughs) I'm going to punish you. (laughs) 90 minutes of your time. (laughs) Maybe it's just a big middle finger to the general movie going population. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, on to the categories. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we've got collateral damage. Victim was the bomb. Who came out worse? Mr. Ashton Holmes, undoubtedly, yeah, yeah. for sure, because he he was on equal footing with uh, Emily Blunt, but Emily Blunt had four other movies out that year, so this one went badly. The rest of them went okayish, and Mm -hmm. she survived, and he did not at all. Yeah, she was already in the pipeline for a few movies. Mm -hmm. I suppose his type of actor was kind of more interchangeable. Oh yeah, yeah. Just a thought, like a bit more of a blank canvas. You can yeah. swap in and out. You have to really make your mark. He yep, was in for sure, but like it was on the way up, and it was just a upward trajectory yeah. for mm-hmm. him. And if you're making a movie with George Clooney and Steven Soderbergh, like we said with Emily Blunt, uh-huh. you know they must see things in him that they like. Yeah, a, a creep, a redeemable creep, I think. Yeah, uh, ultimately. Yeah, that's what we're with. Irredeemable. Uh, re- redeemable. Mm. Supposedly, yeah. redeemable. Yeah. He's he's seven years older than Emily Blunt at the time of filming, and he played a college team. So I think as he aged, God, he looks young. Exactly. Look young. Yeah. As he aged, I'm, I'm not too sure how old he's been. He's, he's 41 years old now, or something. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's the saddest bit that you know. Obviously, like it's a respectable career anyway. He uh-huh. probably makes enough of a living off those TV appearances TV he's had. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, in terms of growth as an actor, mm-hmm. whenever you have. Emily is Mary Poppins and Oscar nominated and mm-hmm. kind of the darling Young Victoria. Of Hollywood, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Young Victoria. Yeah, she's just uh, 
yeah, he's definitely a victim. I mean, other one argue, could be an argument would be Gregory Jacobs as director, only because he um, only because he just didn't really direct afterwards. He was uh, mainly in production though, yeah. so he just kind of went back into production. I don't did think he lost an, his did another movie seven years later. Yeah, seven years. Seven after years. that, yeah, took a while to get over that pain. Yeah. Uh-huh. What was the movie? Uh, Magic Mike. Yeah, Magic Mike XXL. Oh, yes, he was producer because um, he directed Magic Mike XXL. Uh-huh. Yeah. And again, his friendship, because Soderbergh did the first one. Uh-huh. Ah, is that yeah. why? Is this a, like... Jobs for the Boys. Yeah, yeah. Jobs for the Boys. This little trio of dudes making all these buying average movies. Well, yeah. not buy, like, Soderbergh's good. Uh-huh. But I think beyond that, you start to wonder uh, how much better it could have been if they just got anyone else who was had yeah. some credibility in directing. For sure. Mm-hmm. Some credibility in writing, perhaps. I don't know who wrote this movie actually. Producing on Edge of Tomorrow and one of my favourite movies, Contagion. Probably my favourite movie. I've never seen it. Really? Contagion. Yeah. That's the biologist in you coming out. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> so scary. Is that really the one is that where Matt Damon's <laughs> wife dies at the start? Mm-hmm. I've only seen that far. I've heard oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I did not that, I did that's things. not far. I did not enjoy it. That was like a Sunday afternoon oh, and it was on it's and pretty I heavy. Thought, it did surprise me that she died so quickly. Yeah. I thought, mm, this it's pretty heavy. subverting genre stereotypes. Yeah. I like like one of them in that movie. Yeah. It's very good movie. Yeah. It's so weird. Okay. That was that was Soderbergh? Oh sorry, yeah. I think that was Soderbergh actually that directed Gregory it. oh directed it? Yeah, I think uh, Jacob Jacobs was a producer. <laughs> so he's a producer. From the boys. I think it he's someone, Soderberg, yeah. I think he must mm. be someone because production and direction are so different. Mm. Production is not creative. Right. Yeah. It's um you get the jobs done, you get the right people, you make sure everything's going to budget. Uh-huh. You are instilling a different side of your mind. Yeah. You're kind of engaging. I don't know if it exists the left brain, right brain. It's if probably it, a if it did, that would well, be. Yeah, like that. If in a world like yeah, he's a is it right brain? Is the um is right brain the creative one or the? I think left left. I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know. Well, <laughs> anyway, the serious side of his brain is. I think it's right brain. We'll go right brain. Yeah, he's more of a logistical right operator. <laughs> he must know that. He must be happy with that. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he's done well as producer. He yeah. was a victim in terms of his directing career. Didn't sure. take off again. Yeah. Um, probably for the best. Another, uh, just off the side, not a director or an actor, but Stephen A. Katz, didn't the, one of the writers for the film, did not write again oh, wow. for, for seven years. Like, Until Magic Mike XXL? Or <laughs> <laughs> is it something else? I think it's something else. <laughs> <laughs> we need you back in the game. <laughs> Those great parts. <laughs> I can't go back. <laughs> um right fair enough that's interesting um okay move on to the rebound and other ramifications Mm. so uh firstly did these types of films keep getting made i think those kind of like you know those teen horror films of the scream era stopped this this was the beginning of the end they don't really nobody really finds those great anymore yeah they're they're super generic Mm -hmm. yeah um it did kind of start to touch upon, like, I'm not sure if Supernatural horror ever goes out of fashion mm-hmm. fully. Yeah. We have Blair Witch Project in the 90s and... Conjuring. Conjuring came out after this, right? Yeah. So whether there was, like, a changing tastes and appetites, but... For sure. I suppose the problem was, like, these types of films didn't keep getting made where there was no real clear direction. Mm-hmm. It was part abduction, part horror, uh, part uh, slasher movie, part, mm-hmm. I don't know, creepy dudes... Uh, chasing after Final Girl, Supernatural movie, yeah, Ghosts, Benevolent, Malevolent. So, mm-hmm. so, so that, <laughs> that type of movie did not keep getting yeah. made. And now the rebound, uh, what has Emily Blunt done since? So How much. she uh, did this really affect her? 
future attractiveness or the rules she picked in the future? The, it, it affected the rules she picked. Um, I think within that year she released four more films and then in 2009 she, she landed the role of young Victoria, which made her a national, definitely a national treasure in British eyes and an A-list celebrity, A-list actor. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, like she was quite keen on her variety of performances, like mm-hmm. as we saw that she was in a, no, she had three relationship with Michael Dubé. Oh, mm. fun fact. I'm just <laughs> on, I'm on Wikipedia. Let's give it away <laughs> with the Dubé. <laughs> with the Dubé. <laughs> a little bit of the bubbles. <laughs> a little bit of the Dubé. Um, so she has she just she win. Chill senior did the Jane Austen book club and uh-huh. down in real life Charlie Wilson's War. They're like yeah. three different categories of movie, three different genres. Yeah, the only other horse did with was was with John Krasinski. Yeah, from TV Husband, A Quiet yeah. Place. That was a return. That was an excellent mm-hmm. movie. But oh, other than that, so good. yeah, stayed away from that genre. Yeah, which is also interesting because that, that was um, if you're talking about directors and producers making mm-hmm. interesting uh, statements and interesting choices, and that was Michael Bay was producer on A Quiet Place. Serious. Yeah. Interesting. Which a few people have argued um, it's uh, That's very, very ironic that yeah. someone who is so much relies on explosions <laughs> and signs <laughs> has to produce a movie where you have to be as quiet as possible. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I wonder what his creative input to that movie was. <laughs> Let me bring him on board. Yeah. Everything he says, do the exact opposite. Yeah. <laughs> this is working, guys. Shut up, Michael. <laughs> creative consultant. <laughs> it's good, but it needs more of an oomph. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we're going on de-aging, kind of, would this movie be made now? It's very similar to the, do these types of films keep getting made, but mm-hmm. can you imagine this film being on our screens today? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, there's been more of a growth of Christmas horror movies uh-huh. in the past yeah. few years. Yeah. Uh, there is more of a market for that. I think yeah, there is. People Black like Christmas last year. Black Christmas, quite well. Krampus, mm-hmm. a couple of years before, Supernatural yeah. as well. There's more of an appetite to just go to the cinemas and watch a Christmas-related movie. Right, yeah, everyone just increased marketization. Or there's not, there wasn't for a few years there. Um, you had different aspects, some family films, but no, yep. it was just people want to go. I, I still think it's an underutilized market. Mm-hmm. And if you can get a horror movie, if they had a horror movie now, which was Emily Bunt mm-hmm. being chased by ghosts, they could maybe do a better plot, perhaps, um, yeah. touch on different things. But, yeah. I mean, if it was made now, they would... They would not have so much time in the cutting room floor. They wouldn't get edited out. Like yeah. There's definitely problems in this film that because it's a Christmas movie, uh-huh. but it was released in August. I think they tried to tone down the Christmassy aspects as much as possible. Yeah. I think if they could have, they would have just cut out the fact that every time rocking around the Christmas tree comes on, the cough comes I out know. of nowhere. That was a weird trope. That was a weird kind of yeah uh-huh. calling card for the cough. That why rocking around the Christmas tree? Yeah, because it was in the snow. No. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I suppose if you maybe wait in more on that, maybe they talk a bit more about Christmas or what they do at Christmas. Little bits like that. Uh-huh. Uh, you have those bits in Gremlins and Die Hard where they make reference to Christmas and it becomes more yeah. of a wholesome thing. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I can think of. But mm-hmm. I mean, I will also say actually the cinematography is quite nice, and it's the guy who did uh, yeah, the, yeah. the Shape of Water. Oh. Is it? Yeah, it's like he's quite renowned as a cinematographer. Oh. Um, Again, the Soderbergh link, probably, but mm-hmm. yeah. uh, German guy. Uh, and yeah, I mean, you did get that kind of feeling of cold and isolation. Yeah. And I, I, that, that's why I thought like it was gritty, grainy shots in the opening yeah. really mm-hmm. set the scene. Well, yeah, I, I kind of like that, but 
Come on. Come yeah. on. <laughs> um, right, on to the Nope Award. The scene that made you say Nope put you off, really creeped you out, um, thought it was completely out of place, either it hadn't aged well or it was mm-hmm. just kind of yeah. sexual politics were wrong, um, the plot was wrong, the reason for doing something with the wish the character were off. Mm-hmm. Um, any takers? The scissor scene? It's not just the scissors. Yeah. What? It's just so off place. I know, but, like it, but it suits him. I mean, this guy is obviously a little bit of a, a creep, a control freak. He's entitled. He actually he thinks I that him. I got the creep vibe, but uh-huh. I didn't get the control freak vibe so much. Uh, actually, I guess he's yeah. trapped this girl in his car he's over he's hundreds of miles. Yeah. Yeah. He, he watched her text. He put the thing on the board. He, he, he really manipulated all her movements to get her inside the car. And mm-hmm. now she's not playing ball. Yeah. So he, he snatches. Yeah, I mean, I find the bits in the car were the scariest bits uh-huh. and the most ominous and daunting. I kind of mm-hmm. I was more uh-huh. comfortable when I saw that she like was talking to the ghosts and they yeah. were just fine with it. Yeah, I felt more comfortable with her being out of the car. Yeah, apart from the fact that it was cold outside uh-huh. when she was in the car with him, I was waiting for something to go wrong. Yeah, when she snuggled up to him, I just I don't know. And whenever she's like putting the um the piece of cardboard on the window and he's behind mm-hmm. her with the duct tape. Yeah, I'm just, and that it's just uh, you're yeah. just waiting for it to, for him to put it over her mouth and yeah. just like cover over or put it around her neck or something mm-hmm. but maybe it was just me i was just very creeped out when they absolutely were he yeah was, he was he was a villain for yeah. yeah i think they could have made him a lot more of a threat uh-huh. I, I mean they, they if he had been a ghost maybe maybe that he could have done that an option yeah. so he drives the car as a ghost or from what point or maybe he's died at some point i don't know maybe he dies in the crash yeah and then he's reliving something or yeah. I don't know how your eternal recurrence works. <laughs> George Clooney's got me in a corner again. Where <laughs> <laughs> I can't argue my way out philosophically of this one. <laughs> right, on to the Bechdel bounce. Bit of a weird one. It's a mm-hmm. bit different whenever we have the um, female leads because obviously if we do gender swap, then we're mm-hmm. erasing okay. the female. <laughs> which well, is not yeah. representation. <laughs> unless, unless, as I have outlined here, we have a gender, either gender reversal yeah, where it's a very pressing woman going after a guy and yeah. taking him off roads, kind yeah. of interesting switch subversion, or we have two male leads and it's a uh, kind of two gay protagonists who mm-hmm. are going off road. One guy very pushy on the other, maybe gets into different plots points about uh, kind of queer representation. Yeah, how people uh, feel like and how gay people maybe in the early two thousands felt like they could interact with other men, how they had to mm-hmm. be. There's quite interesting domestic yeah, violence rates in yeah. gay couples i mean yeah. far be it for me to uh-huh. <laughs> make a note on this i think the misrepresentation of um gay people in in hollywood would be a difficult thing to play with especially if you wanted to vilify one of one of the characters as, as a stalker i think that maybe you could like f- flirt around the edges and have this character if they were a male be obsessed with the with the other main character but I'm not too sure if then you would also want to sexualize it as well. Mm. Yeah, and I and also great movies historically in uh, great great gay films historically in Hollywood haven't done so well at the box office. Like with Brokeback Mountain, for example, mm. which is an absolutely wonderful film. And then you've got some movies like Philadelphia with Tom Hanks, who plays the gay lawyer, which is a fantastic film, but they don't sexualize it because no they felt that it wouldn't necessarily mm. sell yeah it'd be off-putting to the uh-huh. camera yeah so, so you I just think have to know about him being gay but you don't want to see it Exa- exactly exactly which yeah. is which is which is not right but i think in the early 2000s late 2000s then 
yeah you would have to have that other character be obsessed yeah. maybe one player stereotypically played football and got a lot of attention and the other character yeah. wanted to be like that person it's just so depressing because what was more acceptable to Hollywood at the time is this mm-hmm. entitled brat who becomes redeemed for no reason yeah for and, sure and uh and this woman who I meant to mention it in the Nope Awards that uh-huh. she why is one, her wanting to be alone in her early 20s a problem yeah. yeah, saying how like she feels like she'll never be happy or never be with someone uh-huh. she's not she's not like spinning a yarn she's not 40 years old <laughs> yeah, or something right. yeah, yeah. So she's just uh, a 20 year old in college yeah. yeah, some guy she doesn't yeah. want to go on holiday with or yeah. cab or whatever yeah go to the cab with some dude and like I blew it I don't know why <laughs> I, I blew it, it. <laughs> that's fine don't, you don't need to know what you want you're uh-huh. 20 yeah. years know who you are until you're 25 at least okay on to my favorite category misdirection mm-hmm. whenever the film's gone wrong how do we redirect how do we how do we get this thing back on track fix the horror fix the horror for sure yeah mm-hmm. but it was nothing i mean like that one scene where they were in the car and all the ghosts were outside that could have been that could have been the scary the scary scene and it was just a couple like couple of people outside rocking it gently perhaps a small child jumping on the roof or or the priest super could have been really scary or they could have made they could have done a lot more with um with ashton's character and made him a lot scarier as well Mm -hmm. but but they just didn't they touch on things and then just reel it back in and touch on the next thing pick a size there's Mm -hmm. a film called hush i don't know if you've seen it no um i don't think there's there's not very much uh dialogue but it's uh about a woman who's staying in a cabin somewhere she's gone away uh-huh. she's uh locked in the cabin and then uh, an intruder comes yeah and he's just on the outside pretty much the whole movie he's got a mask on and like it's hush because he like tells her be quiet and, like puts his uh-huh. finger over his mouth but it's just it's about a 90 minute movie yeah uh, and it's those two and it's chasing there's like i think there's maybe a couple of people who come in obstacles who yeah. get murdered by the guy and fight him and things like that but how does that end out of interest uh, as far as I, I think she kills him. I think she gets uh-huh. away. But spoiler alert! And uh, she uh, <laughs> spoiler alert spoiler before. Alert. <laughs> 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 hey, we're our own. <laughs> we're subverting the genre. <laughs> um, oh, this dude looks super creepy. Yeah, with the mask. Yeah, yeah, he's um, awful. Yeah, but it's very tense. And you know, she's, that ninety minutes she's goes by mute. fast. Oh yes, she's deaf and mute. Yeah. That ah, is why I it's. I think hush. I have seen this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's so she terrifying. can't. Yes, of course that is why that's the interest because you hear it from her. That's you, a nice spin. Not the whole movie is from her perspective. Uh huh. But whenever you're in there, you kind of hear. Uh, so, yeah. For example, the camera will come and she's uh, if there's a window behind her, mm-hmm. it smashes open, but you don't hear anything. Silence, mm-hmm. and she's just walking around. Um, and she gets nice. in, that's so creepy, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, she's lost her senses and she can't scream for help. Mm-hmm. So she she can text, but I think he cuts the wires to the house. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just him and her. There's no reason for why he's. I don't think we ever find out why he's attacking her. She's probably just some deranged psychopath. But mm-hmm. yeah, great film. Yeah. If they could have done something like that, especially in the woods in the yeah. cold, in the winter. It's perfect. At Christmas time. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't know. It would have been a great ninety minutes of suspense yeah. and thrill. Um, it didn't even have to be in the outback. Really, could have been. Especially if you have ghosts. Maybe if you have a lot of benevolent ghosts, yeah. and you can't tell who's who, who's real, who's not real. Yeah, that's maybe. scary. Yeah, and who's directing our movie? Uh-huh. doesn't have to be that plot we can just get a new director to fix the movie as it is ideas yeah director ideas do you know uh do you know the guy who directed hereditary or midsummer yeah yeah ari aster so because they're ari both aster, kind of yeah. outdoor outdoors and it's kind of culty as well yeah and I, I think right now he's the best horror director he creates so much suspense yeah I've, I've never watched a horror movie and been and been that scared 
of the time that I watched Hereditary. First half hour, definitely. Uh-huh. I was a big fan of Hereditary. I can't, it went off the boil for me after that. A little girl's head gets chopped off. Yeah, oh yeah. Come on. The oh. head getting chopped off is like, I think that's when it like peaks the film. But oh my yeah. god, yeah, that is horrible. It's, Even as, yeah, it's like grief horror, I yeah. suppose. Is. I haven't seen um, Midsommar yet. I haven't seen it just yet. Or Midsommar. Uh-huh. Midsommar. 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 Could be yeah. Midsommar. Midsommar murders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every time someone says Midsommar. <laughs> Can't do much for its cause. Um, I had a few, um, just because of my problems with gender yeah. in the film, um, bringing a female director, address mm-hmm. that completely. Mm-hmm. Uh, firstly, with contemporary, you had Karen uh, Kusama, mm-hmm. um, who you've seen Jennifer's Body, right? Yeah. That kind of plays with the whole final girl thing and uh, women yeah. in horror. It subverts it a little bit. Would you want to make it slightly comical or or, ju- or just her creative direction? Um, I mean, it could be comical, I suppose, mm-hmm. um, depending on how you're doing it. Depending yeah. if you're making it a suspense film or if you're playing with philosophy, I think you need a bit of humour. Yeah. Um, it's, it just gets very dry if you're trying to make it very serious. Mm-hmm. If you look at Lost, yeah. which tries to play with philosophy philosophy way too much mm-hmm. um, everyone so happens to get lost watching it yes exactly you get lost and just wonder why you're watching it for six years <laughs> <laughs> flashback <laughs> um, other ones uh, talking on that philosophy point uh, with its whole talk of eternal, recur- eternal recurrence uh-huh. I was thinking of Spike Jones because he directed uh, Being John Malkovich mm-hmm. um, last philosophy uh, fun fact when I went to university there was in the philosophy building in Glasgow University, they have uh, they have one tiny door mm-hmm. kind of goes down. Um, have you guys seen John Malko- being John Malkovich? Not yet. So he goes into this like tiny door, and it's in this small world, and like it opens up, and it's like a tiny little room with all these uh, bureaucrats, and he gets mm-hmm. to live life through John Malkovich's eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's all about like you know the mind and body separation and the self, and mm-hmm. yeah. So in Glasgow University, they have this little tiny door which said John Malkovich. Like mm. Professor John Malkovich okay. on the door. There's a funny inside joke for philosophers there. That's very good. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought if someone could um, have a little play with that, would be Spike Jones. Yeah. Yeah. And finally, uh, director of American Psycho, Mary Harron. Uh huh. Um, I mean, that film really Big perfectly film. addresses uh, toxic masculinity and materialism and yeah. expectations of men. Um, why not just chuck her in? I mean, that guy is effectively an American Psycho, but. Mm-hmm. Less, uh, less refined. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you got Christian Bale in the main yeah. role as well. Yeah, I was like, was confused. Was he her savior or was he a predator for her? Really? Yeah. He was a predator, but a savior just in that moment. Yeah, it's like he, it's it's such a typical he's thing. A predator. But ultimately, he was he's a, a predator. Yeah, he's a creep. She no, would. He, he she wouldn't have been there. She would have been there. And his ghost let her out. She would have died there. I know. That's the sad thing. Yeah. Yeah. What about John? That's a, a mantle, or at least. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about uh, John Krasinski? Oh, yeah. Directing? Yeah, he would have crushed that. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. He's, got, he's got previous Quiet yeah. Place. Because Quiet Place, like the horror, and it, that's brilliant. Yeah. It builds a world. The world uh-huh. is excellent. The rules are well established. And, you know, it wasn't stupid. Like, it wasn't even silly. You know. Yeah. What a nice way for them to meet. I know. It yeah. 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 No. We hypothetically set them up. Hope yeah. you're listening, John. Listening, <laughs> 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 wingman for life. <laughs> uh, all right, and um, second chance. We've got a bit of a different one this week. Oh yeah, goodness. Um, bit, bit random. 
as it were. I was in a class this week where we were given Senryu's. It talks about people and human nature. Um, it starts with five syllables. The middle stanza has seven. The last one has five. Or just 17 syllables in total. So, um, sorry for making you guys do this. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. We'll move on. Um, this is the idea that had the movie been a success and it had done so well that we could um, give it a sequel, I believe. Like a Japanese poem. But we're doing it in a Japanese poem. <laughs> and then we're ex- we're establishing the plot out of our Senraiyus. Right. Okay. Yeah. Me? Will I go? Please. Okay. Driving back to the crash, the priest clutches his Bible. Exorcism tomorrow. Oh, oh, so we're yeah. So she elaborate the plot. They, be, they became attached by the end of the movie, right? Uh. She cried when he died. So she's like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna break him out of this eternal loop. Gonna get this preach, priest. This preach. <laughs> <This preach. laughs> gonna get this priest, right? Go back, exercise the shit out of this area. Yeah, and release her lover. What? Yeah. Lover, oh, she so. could do that. Yeah. It would be much like the first movie, though. It would be and the same we'll, thing, wouldn't it? It's come full circle now. Yeah. The guy gets to go. Yeah, uh, they, they've nearly exercised some demons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. They exercise some they don't want to exercise. Yeah. Give them a good run. <laughs> she's uh-huh. she's releasing a stalker. This is not her lover. <laughs> she's, <laughs> just she's known this guy for what, a they, couple of hours. I know, I know, but... Windchill 2, Stockholm Syndrome? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Stockholm yeah, Syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> no, much appreciated. Mine's, mine's bad. Uh, I'm not creative. Um, so I'm the technical whiz behind this podcast. Um, <laughs> but I've got girl goes to college. You guy tries to take detour. Girl brings pepper spray. Uh, okay. So um, this time she brings This time she brings pepper spray. She's prepared whenever he takes around the detour uh-huh. off the motorway. Cracks it out. End the movie. Yeah. <laughs> she flags down. I mean, they, they could crash still. They could. They'll definitely crash. Yeah, and he's they, driving. They'll, they'll start a new like area of recurrence, oh, and was. you know it'll be like a yeah. hundred meters down the road this time. Yeah, oh, I didn't uh-huh. think about that. Is there a new cop patrolling that beat? Yeah, of, uh, <laughs> there was a different cop. Different cop. <laughs> <laughs> They're like having a turf war. Yeah, yeah. you can kill the most people. <laughs> Is that a movie you would watch? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like a Quentin Tarantino B movie. <laughs> 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 All right, moving on. And Angel, you don't want to say you're a senraiu, but. I can't say it, guys. I can't. I can't just say it. But there's a scene in the movie where the cop says, "Hold still, don't fight." We have an audience in front of the priests as he's grabbing this girl that he's going to to murder. Mm. And I think that if you showed the cops past, because he's just this random guy who's stopping and killing people. I mean, I'd like to know why he's doing it. I think maybe if you showed a scene from his past, and maybe it's like a parent who grabs him, and then I, I don't know the door shuts or something, and then he repeats this. Mm. Like it'd be a really, really dark, but but meaningful um, sequel to the to the film. Okay, great. And uh, final final verdict. Did they get it right? Absolutely. Yeah, the public mm-hmm. steer clear correctly. I was hoping I could have yeah. got that ninety minutes back last night. Yeah, <laughs> I'm watching Pose at the minute. Yeah, uh, it's fantastic. Or you watch that? Like? Oh, really good. Yeah. <laughs> Is it good? Oh yeah, fantastic. Yeah. What is what is it? Is it the show pose or is it? Yeah, um, so it's, it's a guy who's made Glee uh-huh. and all American Horror Story, uh-huh. Ryan Murphy. Um, yeah, it's 1980s New York and uh, the kind of trans gay scene cool. at the time. Um, yeah, worth a watch. I love Death and Robots. Windchill isn't enough to keep our attention. No, <laughs> to no. keep talking about it. I'm really glad I don't have to talk about it anymore. <laughs> yeah. 
This it was is, a slog. I definitely, you can imagine being like 15 or something, sitting with, sitting with a friend, and then you throw on some crappy some crappy horror film and just kind of get through it but mm-hmm. then you switch it off it's, it's that kind of that kind of movie yeah i'm sure we've all seen something like it yeah. i would take away the 40, first 45 minutes they got it right there maybe the second uh-huh. half they were along the right lines but yeah. yeah i mean well done public for giving this five subways yeah <laughs> five subways <laughs> okay thank you for listening see you next week